I can. We are live. Get it? Cool. Ah, guys, come on in. Press that share button. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about in the last episode of the semester. Smash that share button. Smash, yeah, smash, smash. that share. Eat it. We'll, we'll tag Mateen in this right after this. Yeah. Let, let, tag me. Let, let all the viewers see Mateen behind the scenes. Been here every single week. Even going back to last semester too. So, my man. Take a seat. Take a seat. Welcome to the JB Podcast. My name is Bobby Blind. Alongside me is Jackson Schroeder for the last time this semester. This semester, jeez. A lot of stuff happening on Ohio University's campus. Moving forward, though, guys, uh, possible Ohio University Podcast Network, which would allow us to not only broadcast here on Facebook Live, our YouTube page, but we would also be on Cat Vision TV moving forward next semester. So knock on wood for that one, folks. Um, could be a huge possibility for us getting from 1,500 people Per week to over ten thousand per week. Um, Want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors. Oh, definitely. Of course, you start this. All right, I'll start this one. The J and J Mobile Detailing, right behind Avalanche Pizza on East State Street, folks. I'm actually taking my car there tomorrow. Oh, me too. I'll see you there. Are you really? Yeah. Okay, good. My car needs to be done and washed before graduation. That is this Saturday. And also, folks, the hockey season is over. Yeah. But. But you still got to make your way down to the Pigskin Bar and Grill. Hockey season's over, um, but we got baseball, we yes. got great food, we got wings and beer and sports, right? Get your way down to Pigskin Bar and Grill. Now, coming up for next semester, we're going to try to work out a deal with them with our Columbus crew, beat writer, uh, huge fan. Uh, Lucas Moore cannot join us tonight. He's studying for a final. But moving forward, we're trying to get them a deal so we can have all our watch parties there as well as the Blue Jackets. So... Keep that in mind moving forward to next semester if you come back to Ohio University's campus here in Athens, Ohio. Uh, let's dive in here and talk about some sports. Um, <laughs> Russ Einstein's a pretty funny guy. <laughs> Coming out of this one. Jerron Simmons uh, is transferring to Michigan. Uh, point guard here at Ohio University is finally broadening his horizons. He, he, grew, he grew up in the uh, Dayton area. Went to Houston, started out his career, then transferred here to Ohio University. Couldn't get the job done here, going to the dance. He had a great career, going for his uh, last year up at Michigan. All the best luck for him. Exactly. He can gra he graduated. He can go where he, wants, where he to wants to go to go. play his last year of eligibility. Absolutely. So good luck to Jerron moving forward. Um, another person on the move is Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that's a story. That is a 32 story. 32 years old. 32 years, 32, 32 years old, excuse me. Gets a two-year, $7 million contract to the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees and company down south. Yeah. $3.5 million guaranteed. Is this a huge deal? Is it an iffy deal? What's your opinion on this whole thing? I mean, it could go either way. This is a last-ditch effort by the New Orleans Saints trying to get two, two stars of old, two veteran players uh, together to maybe have one last chance at a deep run in the playoffs. But this defense isn't there, and they can't fix it in one draft. I think that... Ooh. You think they can? Absolutely. They got every weapon they need on that offense side. They got Drew Brees, who can sling the ball anywhere down the field. But they've got, like, getting going out and getting Adrian Peterson, they've got a number one running back right now. 
Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is not a number one. Not number one, but he's their starting running back. He's going to still be their number one running back, and Adrian Peterson's going to come in second behind him. I don't think getting Adrian Peter. I don't think getting Adrian Peterson is going to really bolster this offense as much as they think. He's 32 years old, coming off of another injury. Who would you rather have, Ingram or Peterson? Well, in oh, one year, Kitty Grove, get, get, Peterson, get, Peterson, get, Peterson, get out of here. All right, yeah, I, I would, I would rather have him in this year, Peterson. But he's getting old. I mean, two I don't years, care. He's still the best running back we've ever seen. I just don't think that his talent level over Ingram is anything enough to like catapult them into the Super Bowl in any means, or even into the, into the playoffs. Even. Oh my goodness! I, I don't know. That's a that's a tough division right there. You think that they're going to get out of that division? With, oh, Cam Newton's done. He can't stay. Yeah, he can't stay that, healthy. The Buccaneers got, are on the rise. The Falcons yes. and the Buccaneers. If the Falcons the can Falcon, put up another season like what last hap- year, what happens to the teams that lose the Super Bowl? The next year, they always have the Super Bowl hangover. A hundred percent, they're going to be in trouble moving forward. They blew a twenty-eight to three lead. So you think the Saints are going to win that division? Are you saying they that have right a now? good chance right now? If Drew Brees stays healthy and Peterson can keep running the ball, yes, he gets a thousand yards. hundred percent. I say the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, yes, but for a wild card, watch out. For the New Orleans Saints, 100. percent They're going to be a dangerous team. They're going to worry about only defense in the draft. They don't need to worry about anything else. The offense is set. They can yeah, put they, up 49 points whenever they want. Yes, Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson make a good duo, oh, but they, they're Old not good enough together, to even man. put them in the playoffs. I don't know. I guess we'll move forward and, and talk about this next semester. I guess I guess we will. Maybe a bet will be nine nine and seven or ten and six. Mark, well, I don't even have to look at the schedule. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, nine and seven or ten and six. Right now. On April twenty fifth, the last semester, the last podcast of this semester. So nine and seven would be lucky. I've got a more eight and eight area, wow. maybe seven and nine. Wow. All right, let's bring in let's bring in Matt Harrington here. I'm coming in now. He's right. coming in now. He's coming in now. Pull up a seat at the table. Man. I actually want to ask you. I, I want to bring you in on this one. I don't know if you heard about this news that dropped today. Uh, Ohio State's ex cornerback Garyon Conley is now facing a rape accusation. Yeah, um, I feel like this is a thing that goes on at especially around this time of year when you yes. have draft prospects that are, you know, high draft picks yes. going forward. And then you all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're accused of raping some, a girl. Um, I, I don't know the whole gist of the situation, but to me, looking on the outside in, it just looks like a situation where a girl is trying to take advantage of a, of a young, promising guy. Now, I'm not just saying this just because he's a Buckeye and my favorite team is the Buckeyes and he's a cornerback and you know, all that. But I'm just saying it from the outside looking in. Because as we saw with Zeke last year, he had his ex-girlfriend try to frame him, try yes. to do all this stuff last year to danger his status and everything. That didn't work out. I feel like this is another case. Deja vu, pretty much. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But moving forward, though, how bad would that affect his draft stock? Because we saw last year, the only the only thing that we saw major draft stock plummet was Tunsil. Yeah. With the with the weed mask, the weed, mm-hmm. and that was huge on the day of well, the draft. We saw Miles Jack and and Jalen Smith both drop to the second round as well because yeah. of knee injuries. Knee, but but this, that's that's yeah. a different thing yeah, other different than stories thing, like this. Thing, but yeah, injuries and, and and stories like weed or rape are a lot different than past injuries. Yeah, they definitely draw red flags or yellow flags, like you should say, say in this case because uh, it's it's a fairly new it's a fairly new thing that's coming out right now. So. We're just gonna wait to what the investigation says. Hopefully, I'm not speaking prematurely by saying that you know this girl's. He's you know, accused. To, he's not acquitted. Yeah, exactly. there's, 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 there's no guilty or, or not guilty anything yet. He's just accused Definitely. of it. Uh, you always have to keep that in mind when things go to trial and stuff like this moving forward. Definitely. Let's talk about the NBA now. We have a couple more minutes to, before this block ends. We'll have you on for another ten minutes. Yeah. 
the Cavaliers and the Warriors, all this talk coming in the playoffs, four-game sweep, 8-0, four get, get the job done, rest <laughs> the guys here. up. Get Durant doesn't play the last two games. Three games. Three games. Excuse me. Oh, I thought he did play the first He didn't show. play game two, game three, okay. or game four. So what? who, in your mind, looked better in, in both those series? I got to say, honestly, I got to go with the Warriors. Okay. Because they did this without KD, and this is looking like the Warriors of last year when they were just hitting on all cylinders. And they, they did this without KD, who was a proven 25 scorer and eight rebounds, and he can do whatever you ask him to do and just – just fill it in from the outside. He can take it inside. We all know what he can do. But they did this without the Warriors against a team with Damian Lillard, who is, might I say, obsessed with beating the Warriors, uh, as how Jordan was obsessed with beating the Pistons before he got to that next level. But that's another, a whole other different story. But they did this without KD, which shows a lot to me. And I really like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that the way the Warriors played was way more dominant than the Cavs. Yeah. The Cavs were slipping up. But I do want to give some credit. I think the to the Pacers and how they played in that series. I think, well, they did get swept, but every game was, they were in contention, yeah. and it was competitive. Yeah. Um, Paul George yeah. did had a hell of a series. Um, I think if you look at it, the Pacers are a harder first-round opponent than the Trailblazers, in my opinion. I think Paul George is a more mm -hmm. uh, playoff-ready. Um, he can control the momentum of, of a game, be a real threat. Damian Lillard's one of those guys that if he has some playmakers around him, he can build a good team. Um, but... Yeah, Cleveland's got to pick up that defense. And they, and once they have a lead, they need to learn how to keep that lead. You saw, I mean, Definitely. they did a good job getting back when they were yeah. down in game three. If he yeah. did. But, yeah, but yeah they, that was a very good job. <laughs> that was a LeBron-esque yeah, playoff did. game. <laughs> but I got to say, uh, the Warriors, or not the Warriors, excuse me, the Pacers looked as good as they did because one factor, one guy that, um, that I think that really weighs in heavily is Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Lance Stevenson, he has that playoff experience. He has that experience against LeBron. He, he has the experience in general just in, the, in those tight spots, and he came in to prove why he was a valuable asset to the Pacers team. So what this means going forward for the Pacers, I think they should retain him, retain the services, and try to build around that and try to keep Paul George in Indiana. Um, even though I, I think though. he's going somewhere else. <laughs> I think Paul George should go out to the Trailblazers, to be honest. Not you the Lakers, so. not the Lakers, but to the Trailblazers. Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Paul, Paul George. What? That'd be, dang that'd be what? dangerous. We're talking about biggest winners right now. The biggest loser, I told Matt this yesterday, was the Gatorade. Gatorade comes out Gatorade. with a new... Wait, you're going to love this one. Gatorade comes out with a new uh, drink coming out. I don't even know what it's called. The two athletes they have in the commercial, Paul George and Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane. both game-winning shots and game-winning goals, both... Oh and eight the first oh, round. Both got swept. Both got swept. What a crazy stat. <laughs> crazy stat. Crazy stat uh, and, and, and it was Patrick Kane beating the Blues, and they got swept by the Blues. So I think it's a funny thing. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more NBA with Matt Harrington here. A whole bunch more to dive into, especially the raptors Bucks series, the Atlanta Hawks series with the Wizards, and moving forward, everything else West Coast here on the JNB Podcast. All right, guys. If you're watching this and you need to take, take a quick break from your studying, guys. We have all this time right now. We've got about 30 more minutes of JMB podcast before we're done with the semester. Um, we have NHL right after this segment, and then we have MLB to wrap things up. So click that share button, like this. Make sure your friends see this. The team, we are ready to go.
Welcome back to the JMB Podcast. My name is Bobby Levine. Alongside me is Jackson Schroeder and my roommate for only a couple more nights, Matt oh. Harrington. We've had a good <laughs> run, though. We had a great run. We had a great run. This Absolutely. Was a great semester. Absolutely. Great semester. No, no, no regrets and no rules. No regrets. No rules. <laughs> regrets spelled R A G R E. E-T-S. There it there is. There you go. Right. <laughs> so let's get back into the NBA talk here. Um, one of the most intriguing matchups we've had the entire series this whole first round is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. That's been one of my favorite series. Now the winner of this takes on the Cavs, who was going to be very rested after the four-game oh, sweep yeah. they had. Yeah. Right now, the next game six is in a couple days in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's now down one. They have to win the next two. Yeah. Can they do it? Do they have enough left in the tank? Um, I think they're a little young for this type of, type of uh, comeback. Yeah. Um, usually you see teams pull this type of comeback because they have you know that veteran leadership on the team. Uh, for example, when Miami was up with Shaq and D-Way back in 04, they were up 3-2. Yes. The Pistons came back and won that series 4-3 excuse me, on Miami's home court. So with that being said, because they had the veteran leadership, the Bucks just simply don't have that. Um, and, you know, I look forward to what the Bucks would do in the offseason as far as in draft, drafting and uh, free agency. But they really need a point guard who's going to be there to deliver those key plays. Because when things break down, you want the ball in Giannis's hand or a point guard's hand who's going to get, drive through the lane and kick it. They don't really have that right now. Because they, right now they just get so stagnant to the point where they, the Raptors know who's getting the ball at the end of the shot clock. And, you know, that just takes a toll on the team. Um, throughout the whole game, and that's why you've seen the Raptors, you know, just demolishing the Bucks in, in these last couple games. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, the the Raptors are a more established team. They've got playmakers, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry. Um, I, I picked them to win this series. I was surprised by how the Bucks took a 2-1 lead there, um, but Raptors are hot. They they know they're going to win this series, and they're looking forward to the playing the Cavs in the next round. Yeah, definitely. I had Toronto winning this series. They want revenge against the Cavs. They wanted to get that chance again from last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeRozan's healthy. Lowry's healthy once again. It matters. Can they win in the moment, either yeah. in Cleveland or in Toronto? Uh, they forced, what, game six last year? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you're talking about the, the Raptors. Was it game seven? No. No, no, no. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was six games. It was six games. They definitely tied it up 2-2. It was very interesting. Um but we'll see what moving forward. I think they, they're going to win this series against the Bucks. Milwaukee moving forward, though, very dangerous team to look out for in the NBA. Mm-hmm. 100%. They agree feed. They, again, they just need a couple more players that surrounding him, and they mm-hmm. should be good to go moving forward. A couple other series that were down 0-2 that are now tied it up. Mm-hmm. Memphis and the Spurs. Memphis and the Spurs. This is a classic Memphis-Spurs matchup because they've been doing this for, I think, the last five to six years where they've gone against each other in the matchup. Memphis won earlier in the in 2010s, and now the Spurs are showing, you know, they're a better team. But this year is a special year for the Grizzlies because they have Fisdale, who's a young rook, like he said, but they're not going to be they're not going to be rooked, <laughs> you know. So it's going to be a special year. Mike Conley gets to show his 150 million dollar worth yes. why he's getting paid so much money, and I love it. Mike Conley is one of my favorite players because I'm a Buck guy, so I'm a little there's a little bias toward that. <laughs> uh, but he he has a little bit of Tony Parker in him but better because he's younger. Yeah, so okay. that's where I would look for for Memphis to come uh, and take this uh, take this lead. I, I, I like that pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can agree with it. I love the way the, uh, the Memphis plays. 
Um, I love how aggressive they are. Mm-hmm. They bring up so much controversy mm-hmm. with that with Zach Randolph, mm-hmm. too, just yeah. being tough in the paint. Take that for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've got the I've got the two seed. Yeah. You know, I mean, the two seed, okay. Yeah, the Spurs are just a better, more equipped team. I was surprised that they dropped those two games. I thought it would be maybe a five-game series. Mm-hmm. I still think it'll be a six-game series. I think the uh, Spurs will win these next two games. Um, it'll be tough, but I, th- I, I, think, I think they got it. The Spurs will be able. The NBA loves their money. Yeah. Yeah. If the Spurs win tonight, the Spurs will win the series in seven. If Memphis wins tonight, they win it in six. You Where, think so? Absolutely. Ooh. Yes, 100%. I would have went with Spurs well, six and Memphis yeah. seven. Well, right yeah. now, it's the game It's game five right now uh-huh. in San Antonio. If yeah, the Grizzlies steal fun. this game, they go back home in front of their, their dedicated fan base, and I guarantee they get a win then. They'll show out. They've done it before. They've upset you them. Think, you think a couple years ago they did it? You they think set them this Spurs over. team is gonna let them on their home court games? Right now, right now it's not two games. If they win tonight, this is this is game five. This is the most. I know, but you say they're gonna win these two games. Will they win this game? They'll win. In, I in never home. see the Spurs losing on their home court. <laughs> Right, right now, what's right the now, record at home right, right now. Do, you, do we know that? We don't know that. We know that. Right. I can do that right now. <laughs> Whenever, what, what do you want? I go to home. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now, though. If they get a chance, Memphis does to go back home with a three-two lead. They are not going back to San Antonio for Game Seven. They're too good for that, and they're too fired up with their coach who got them wild up after Game Two. Right now, the Spurs' home record is thirty-one and ten. That's pretty good. That's pretty good there. That is pretty well, good. Last year they were undefeated. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I can see I can see the report in, in, in what you're saying, the Grizzlies in six, but I feel like that's just a little too far off. Right now, they're down by three in the second quarter, the very beginning of the second quarter. Watch out for the Grizzlies. Very, very underrated team, in my opinion. The, t- the, the lineup stack, they got mm-hmm. they use their whole bench too, which is I love about them. Yeah. Um, watch out for them. Let's go to that Houston Rocket series against the OKC Thunder series. Dollar promotion night. That's the be- Have you heard about this? Dollar promotion. No. What is this? In next game for game. This, this game. This game right now. Is it going on right now? Yeah, this yeah. game right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me get to this real quick. <laughs> this game right now. Yes, the game going on right now. Right now, the Rockets are up six points. Promotion to get people into it for clinching this in game five. Dollar beers, dollar soft drinks, <laughs> dollar hot dogs, dollar food. Everything a dollar. How awesome for a playoff game, folks! Is this right. isn't an this NBA regular season the game where they're trying to right. try to get people into the stadium. This is going to be sold out regardless, yeah. and they have dollar everything. Fans are be riled up. So they got to close off the series. Tonight. Is that is, what's the point behind? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's great. It seems like great appreciation, folks. Marketing. Let me know right price, now. Price, price promotion product. Yeah, if, you're, if you're watching <laughs> this right now, if, how? I mean, come on. You'd have to have at least six beers in you right away. Six. I mean, it's a at the dollar. start of the game. Do they serve like <laughs> trays? You know, like I they have to. Well, well, if you've ever been to uh, the Clippers games in Columbus over the summer with the Diamond Dog, yeah, you would just yeah. get them like obviously you pay like fifty cents to get five. They'll give you it to you on like the cup trays. They'll give mm-hmm. it to you like that. I don't know. The the guys would be. Gonna give me, you know, those, I'm gonna give him a big gulp, you know, from a gas station. I'm gonna say fill this up. And I'll just keep paying you. I'll keep keep paying you guys. That's dangerous promotion though, because we saw this like Cleveland back in the '60s when they had Dino beer night. Chicago, Chicago, nickel beer night. When the whole, all the fans rushed the field on the night. night. Yeah, yeah, this and they Chicago. ruined the field and everything. This is back in Chicago. You would sell your field. <laughs> oh this my god! Yeah, the, people need to realize that like, giving fans cheap beer is very dangerous. Dangerous, <laughs> especially <laughs> if they lose. Yeah, win lose, win lose. I mean, that's what they have. They had that in Cleveland. Uh, 
back in, I think it was 60s and 70s, where they nickeled, nickel a beer. The fans got way too rowdy and rushed the field and let it on fire. Was the, it Cleveland? Yeah. So, it was yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. I apologize. It no, was Cleveland. It was, you know, I'll look it up for you. I promise it was Cleveland. I watched a documentary yeah. on it. I saw a video on it in my sports marketing class. I <laughs> um, and then moving forward, the Browns this past year had a dollar season t- or for dollar season or dollar tickets for the last couple of games yeah. to get the well, fans that, in. That's a good marketing choice. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that, I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay, so it's the brown. Yeah, it was, Ju- it was June fourth, nineteen seventy four. Ten cent beer night in Cleveland, the Municipal Stadium, watching the Indians. Dangerous thing. All right, we got a couple more minutes here. What else you want to talk about here? Um, there is this incident with going on with Marcus Smart and Jimmy Butler. Uh, Marcus Smart or Jimmy Butler is called Marcus Smart a great actor, <laughs> and uh, he's a tough guy. And Marcus Smart is just you know he's kind of laughed at. It. He's trying to downplay it, but. Uh, it's kind of become a you know a thing between those two. And Marcus Smart is saying like this is not you know the Marcus Smart versus Jimmy Butler. It's the Celtics versus the Bulls. I just this is just a great storyline. Who wins the series? It's toss. Did we up. see an upset. It's a toss up. They won, but they both won away yes. from the home courts. Um, but I think Boston goes back and takes that momentum. Yeah, and goes to Chicago. Everyone was so high on because Rondo's out. Yeah, everyone, Rondo's out. And everyone they lost was so high. Yes, they everyone was so momentum. high on Chicago upsetting when they went up two one said. Relax. The TNT Bulls will settle down. Yeah. They lost for the first time in 21 games. We jinxed them. Is that on TNT? It's a curse. Last game. Game four was on TNT. 21. You heard it here, folks. 21. See the T jinxed the TNT Bulls, unfortunately. We'll take that. I want to see Boston and Cleveland, though. I'm sorry. I don't want to see any other team in the East go at it because that's the only team I think that has a chance of beating them. Toronto, Milwaukee, no way. Washington. Washington, maybe. Washington give Cleveland the run for But can Washington get to the next round? We'll see. We'll see. see. Last year's up before we wrap this up. Mm -hmm. Let's go out west, the L.A. Clippers. Is this the end? It's the end. You ain't got to say it. It's the end of the dynasty. It's the end of the lobster. You can't call it a dynasty. They didn't win anything. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. What could have been a dynasty? Take that out. You think the Jazz Jazz win this series? They're looking pretty good. It's tied 2-2 right now. Game 5 is the night. TNT. TNT. Jazz are really good. (laughs) They have Rudy Gobert. Um, back from his injuries in the first game. And I, I feel like that's going to be the, the detrimental factor in why the Clippers lose this series, uh, along with Blake Griffin, obviously, injuring his stone is out for a season. Uh, but this is definitely end of an era in Blob City. Chris Paul is going somewhere else. Wherever he goes, we don't know. Maybe he should go to Milwaukee because they kind of need a point guard. Stone out there, hoping he, he sees it somewhere because <laughs> I would like to see that. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely the, the end of Lob City. See, I mean, I like the Clippers. For some reason, I always find myself rooting for them. Um, but, but I don't know. They never, they've never had it, and I think that they've all given up now with their injuries, being tied 2-2 with the Jazz, who have been so bad mm-hmm. for so long before this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just don't see that momentum or the confidence. They don't care if they win. They're expecting to lose in the next round. I mean, I heard an interview with Doc Rivers anyway, and he was like, yeah, there's a lot of good teams in the the West. They're playing the Warriors. He said, we'll get there when we get there. Might as well just get get it over now. Well, that's all we got for NBA, Matt. It's been a pleasure. I want to give a couple shout-outs. Give your shout-outs. You got Shout-out to my Madre who made this idea of me coming on the podcast with Bobby and Jackson and the rest of the guys. Uh, big shout out to my guy CJ, Z, Pops, uh, my sisters, my nine-year-old <laughs> sisters, the twins. I love them. I'm doing it, doing it all for them, baby. Let's go. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you so much. We'll have NBA all next semester as well. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Last podcast of the year. Changing the game here on the JMB podcast. We'll be right back. Good work. <laughs>
Good work. See you at home. See you, man. Take it easy. Guys, please push that share button. If you're a Jackets fan, press share right now. Come check us out. We've got the biggest Pens fan in the land here. Hey, what a win. What a win. What a win. Congratulations. 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 I'm going to get to my NHL. We'll talk about the rest of the playoffs moving forward. All right, we're ready when you are. Welcome to the JMB Podcast. My name is Bobby Vine. Alongside me, the best Pens fan in the <laughs> land. I like that nickname. Rhymes. Shane Dazen. Before we get going here, talking about sponsors and all this stuff, we forgot to mention last week, before we got started with this, this kid right here has lost over how much weight? How much pounds? <laughs> oh, are we really got to talk about this No, my mom, my, my mom's <laughs> watching right now, 100%. She even texts me, she goes, who's the guy that's all fit and buff on the, on the NHL? I said, Shane. I said, the funny thing is, he used to not be fit and buff. <laughs> please, please tell me how you All right, you I'll elaborate really quickly for all you guys yes. back home. All right, so back when I was younger, uh, you know, I had a little bit of a food problem I like to eat. Still do, but I'm a little bit more moderate about nice. it now. Uh, I think in a, you know, 13th birthday it was, went to the doctors, uh, and I, I ended up being weighed at 308 pounds. Um, there was obviously a lot of health complications yes. that are associated with being that heavy, uh, you know, diabetes, potentially losing limbs, things of that nature. Uh, got a strict talking to, uh, ended up, you know, really dedicating myself uh, to getting into shape to play hockey, that was the main motivation behind it. I told my mom, if I get down to 240, you gotta buy me hockey equipment, you gotta yep. sign me up for ice skating classes, because I literally couldn't stand on skates at that point. Oh, so uh, I got down to 240 and then I started playing hockey. Next thing you know, uh, the end of the summer rolls around and I'm down to like 190, kept going down all the way to like 167. And uh, yeah, now I'm, you know, hanging around there. So. There you go, <laughs> man. That's a, uh, first off, cool. unbelievable story. I'm glad you could share that with us. Um, that's awesome, absolutely awesome. Yes, man, I appreciate it. 100%. Uh, you know what else is awesome? Your Pittsburgh Penguins. They First off, I want to give a huge shout out to all the Penguins fans watching this right now. Congratulations moving forward. Uh, I would like to say good luck. I say good luck. I'm not going to root for you guys. <laughs> we need to see a new champion in this NHL. Um, you guys get to play the Capitals. Yeah, lucky for us, huh? <laughs> lucky for you guys. Please talk a little bit about – got a whole bunch of questions about the whole NHL, so okay. let's keep it short every question. Talk about what the keys are and do the Capitals have a chance. Oh, of course the Capitals definitely have a chance to pull off. I don't even know if you want to call it an upset, considering that they're actually the number one seed and the Penguins are the number two. So it was the last couple of years. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a mild upset for the Capitals, considering uh, their lack of success against the Penguins yes. in the playoffs. Uh, if there's a Capitals team that is going to do it, it is going to be this team. Well, wasn't the same thing said last year? Uh, I think a lot of people said that last year. I don't think I was one of those people. But, uh, no, I think I think for sure if there was a Capitals team to do it, it would, it would be this Capitals team. They are deep. Uh, up and down the lineup, their defensive end is uh, you know impeccable, uh, hard to penetrate, and uh, Braden Holpe can't say too much about that guy. Two oh seven goals against average in the regular season, pulling out all the stops against the Leafs, keeping that series in check for them. I think uh, the Capitals definitely have a lot of pieces. They uh, you know I'm not saying it's going to be an upset. I'd like to you know kind of be a homer for the Penguins and root on my guys, but uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough series. Uh, take nothing for granted against the Capitals. You're 100 percent correct there. Mm-hmm. Um, I see this series. This, this series could go seven. Oh, for sure, six or seven at the very least. The question is: Is Murray going to come back? Uh, they, like I said last week, they have been intentionally uh, kind of mum about Holding that situation. It all up, yep. 
Uh, I know for a fact that he hasn't returned to practice yet, which uh, doesn't really bode well for him returning early on in the series, whether or not uh, he is healthy by the end of it remains to be seen, but it looks as though Marc-Andre Fleury will get the start in game one. Uh, did a nice job keeping Columbus at bay in that last series. He had a you know a little bit of a rough patch there in game three and four, gave up nine goals over that two-game stretch, but other than that, he was rock solid in net for the Penguins, and uh, he was definitely a big reason why they advanced against Columbus. Now, looking back at the Washington series, you guys were done early. Mm -hmm. You guys got your series done, wrapped up in five. Washington went six. Mm -hmm. They looked iffy. A lot of games went to overtime. These mm -hmm. guys got to be tired. Yeah. Is that going to be a huge, huge part moving forward in your series? You think dead yeah. legs on ice, moving slow guys with Crosby moving like lightning bolt on there? Five out of six games went into overtime. The other game that didn't was a one goal game. They played literally every single game in that series, uh, you know, either tied or uh, with, the, with the team scoring the deciding goal at the end. So, a uh, very tight series for the Capitals and Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs did exactly what I wanted them to do. I know we talked about it uh, when we first started the NHL playoff bracket. I thought the Maple Leafs would take it to six games. I wanted them to play them tight, and that's exactly what they yes. did. Fans got to watch a lot of free hockey, so that was really cool yes. for the rest of us. Uh, you know, we love the overtime games. But uh, no, the Maple Leafs definitely made the Capitals play some extra periods there, a couple two overtime games, uh, you know, a couple overtime games there. So. Uh, the Capitals are obviously going to be a little bit less rested than the Penguins, and uh, we've had a lot of more time to uh, kind of develop our strategy uh, against the Capitals, and I, I think that that goes without saying uh, that's going to be a great advantage for the Penguins to have that extra rest and uh, that time to prepare. All right, so last thing before we switch up and talk about the other series going on in the second round, who do you have winning the series and how many games? Mm, I, like I said, sooner or later, the Capitals are going to upset the Penguins in the playoffs. It might not be this year. Yes. It might not be next year, but yeah. it is going to happen eventually. If these two teams uh, that are you know have such great pull in the NHL keep battling, sooner or later, the Capitals are going to prevail. Not this year. Pittsburgh Penguins are going to win another Stanley Cup. Every single time they've won the Stanley Cup, they beat the Capitals in the Actually, playoffs. Yep. So whoever wins this series, I think, represents the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals and probably will win the cup, in my opinion. Um, I think that these two teams are head over heels, the best in the league, better than anybody else in the West. And that doesn't mean that it's a lock, no. but it does mean that they do have an advantage. And I think that um, this game's gonna, or this series is gonna go seven. I'll give the advantage to the Penguins. Okay, fair enough. I am agreeing with you. It'll go seven. I think the, the Capitals finally, I think, the Jackets fans hate Penguins fans, <laughs> but Ovechkin has to have the most hatred in the NHL <laughs> for the Penguins. Every time he gets knocked out, it seems like the Penguins are doing it to him. <laughs> he can't get far in the playoffs. I feel like this is the best year. Hope he's the best he's ever played in his entire career. Mm -hmm. I need him to stand on his head. And again, whoever wins this series moving forward should win the Cup. The NHL, we've talked about it all year long. The playoff system is messed up. Mm -hmm. The Jackets, being the three seed pretty much overall in the NHL, should not be playing the second overall seed in the NHL. Mm -hmm. And the Penguins, the first round. And the wrong thing is having you and the Capitals not being able to play in the Eastern Conference Final, and this is for a second-round matchup instead of playing for a cup title, mm -hmm. a cup appearance, excuse me. The problem is, is you get this far in the season, I've talked to Jackets fans that are talking about, you know what, they should tank and to get that wild-card spot, like the Rangers, mm -hmm. who take care of the Mo Montreal Canadiens, like I said they would, mm -hmm. and now they have a chance to possibly play you or the Cap or Capitals in the Eastern Conference Finals. The East is so much better than the West. Whoever wins from the East should take care of the West team easily. Yeah, I don't think you should discount the West by any means, though. I think there are a couple good teams that we should look uh, be looking forward yes. to. Uh, 
uh, specifically Nashville and St. Louis. That series yes. is going to be very tight. Blood I think bath. those two teams, uh, you know, have had a lot of success in recent seasons, not so much in the playoffs. It's nice to see them finally advance and, uh, you know, face a little bit less of a stiffer yep. competition, uh, knockout. Uh, San Jose in the first round, Chicago in the first round. So we're going to see a new representative from the Western Conference, and I like that a lot. I think that there's some good teams out in the West. But, no, to that point, I think that uh, I, I would tend to agree with you. If the playoffs were set up like they are uh, next year, it would definitely behoove a team uh, you know, to try to draw an easier match. Uh, maybe I don't want to say tanking games because that never looks good. You never want to tank hockey games. No. But uh, if you were to unfortunately lose a game or two here down the stretch yes. or something were to go awry for you, uh, you, you might actually have an opportunity to play an easier matchup, and that's a problem for the NHL. Yes, it is. I think, I think they need to fix this. I think everyone in the NHL knows this. This mm -hmm. year they're saying it was a fluke. Moving forward, I don't see anyone in the East, in the Metro especially, letting up anything. The guys, these guys in the East are so good. Mm -hmm. so the, the rosters are, are a bomb squad. Mm -hmm. You guys have a roster that can carry you <laughs> against anybody. Yeah. And so I'm moving forward. I think, like look, looking at looking at the weakest matchup in the second round, I think is the Oilers and Ducks. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. If the Oilers, who I still think can upset the Ducks and get themselves in the Western Conference Final. I think have the easiest breeze to get to the the Western Conference Finals, and they don't have to play anybody. Mm -hmm. San Jose's been was a cakewalk for them. Mm -hmm. No one thought it was going to be a cakewalk for them, but they got past them. The Ducks have had a horrible time in the Stanley Cup playoffs in the past. Mm -hmm. They finally moved past the first round. Finally, though. but all these teams have. They're, they're, this, all those haven't been in the playoffs in so long, but the yeah. Blues and Predators are there. Every, every, time they, every time they make the playoffs, it seems like they go to the Stanley Cup Finals, so maybe that will happen for them this year. This is the last podcast we have, so who do you have coming out of the West? Or the, these two matchups between the Predators and Blues, the Oilers okay. and Ducks. Who do you have real quick? All right, I got the Predators in six over the Blues. I think it's going to be a tough series, but credit Pecorine okay. at O. 7-0, goals against average, gave up three goals in that Chicago series. If you can wow. hold Showtime, Patty Kane, yes. in check, and if you can hold guys like Johnny Taves yes. and uh, some of those other superstars in Chicago in check, I think that bodes very well for you against uh, a little bit of a lesser St. Louis Blues lineup. So Nashville in six, uh, Pecorino leading the way there. Uh, I'd love to pick the Oilers, but I'm going to go with the Quackers here. I'm going to go with the Ducks in six as well. I think Johnny Gibson uh, had a good playoff, kind of erased some of those doubts about whether or not he could be uh, that franchise goalie yes. moving forward, good first round for him. A lot of depth for the Ducks, and they got a lot of veteran guys who uh, you know haven't had a taste of the Stanley Cup in a long time. Guys like Getzlaff, guys like yep. Perry, guys like Kessler. So a little bit of a deeper lineup, more uh, veteran leadership for the Quackers. Give the uh, advantage to them. You have the Penguins winning it all. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say good luck for you doing that. Mm -hmm. Always love to see <laughs> fellow friends have their, their their favorite teams win the championship. Mm -hmm. The Stanley Cup for you guys, second time in two years. Be a pretty good feeling. Okay. <laughs> uh, growth, maybe of another dynasty for the Penguins. Um, Ethan's not here, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You guys were great for me this entire semester. I want to thank you guys. I'm going to pick the Oilers just so I can get him a tattoo. Okay, cool. It'd be so awesome <laughs> to have a Connie Mack tattoo on his body. <laughs> How many times have we tried to put a tattoo on that kid this year? Too many. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's go he's going to do it for the podcast. It's, it's got to happen for the podcast. It's got to happen. So, um, any last words for you? Yeah, I'd just like to give a quick shout-out uh, to both you and Jackson. Thank you guys very much for having me on this year. Joined about halfway through, and I've had a great ride uh, doing this show every week with you guys, hanging out with you uh, and talking some sports. Obviously, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my friends back home who have tuned in yes, over the last guys. couple of months. Thank you for the support. I uh, love talking hockey, and if you guys ever have any questions or just want to have a conversation, you know where to find me. Come find me. We'll definitely uh, you know, have a chat about some puck. Love to talk baseball, too, so... Any of that, uh, you know, 
you know where to find me. Absolutely, guys. We'll be back next semester with all more hockey moving forward. We'll talk about baseball. With you. Since you know a lot about baseball moving forward, we'll get you on for baseball before the hockey season starts. Sounds good. And we'll get things going. And, guys, we're going to have a whole podcast next semester on the Bobcat Cat Vision with you and Ethan talking mm-hmm. about hockey for 30 minutes. So it's yeah. going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you check it out next year, guys. Shane Dazen here with Hockey here on the JMB Podcast. There it is. Good work. Alrighty, boys. Dad's looking swole. Forearm curls. That's what they said. Here's the bed. Dane. Oh, my boys. <laughs> I love it. And then Cash got No Chance by Benny. Yeah, it's my buddy, too. Love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Last segment here. We got the MLB. This will probably be a five to seven minute segment. And then Jackson and I got to say our goodbyes. Wrap it up for the semester, man. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Goes too fast. Way too fast. You ready? Yes, sir. Welcome back to the JMB Podcast. My name is Bobby Vine. Alongside me is Jackson Schroeder, who's been with me since day one, folks. We got to get the uh, sponsors out there. Yeah. You go first. Got to cover the first one. The original J&J Mobile Detailing right behind Avalanche Pizza off East State Street. Go there. Yep. I know you're going tomorrow. Absolutely. Got get your car detailed. Cleaned, waxed, shampooed, all that good stuff. And then when you're done with that, or you're waiting for your car, walk on up to the pigskin on Court Street. Tell them the J&B podcast sent you there. They'll treat you so nice. Drinks are always cold. Food's always hot and fresh, ready to go. Oh, yeah. Unless you're getting something cold, then don't get anything. <laughs> don't, don't, hopefully it's not Unless hot. you're getting a salad or something. Yeah, I get a salad every time. Yeah. My Caesar salad, no croutons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, we got MLB, the last segment of the semester. We'll talk mainly Indians and Reds. Uh, Indians are starting to get back a little bit. They're falling apart. They're they're lucky, last two, last they're lucky the Central Division is so weak yes. right now. Yes. They're 10-9 and nine and half a game back to the Tigers right now. Uh, that's pretty lucky. The Reds right now, 10-10. 10 10. Milwaukee Brewers, first off, you ready for the stat of the century? I've never seen a guy this hot in an entire career to start out. Eric Thames, folks. If you're playing fantasy baseball, the guy's not already scooped off waivers, get him. The definition of a Reds killer, the guy's played in five games this year this year against the Reds so far. He's hit, I think it's eight home runs. Against the Reds? Against the Reds alone. He's hit 11 this, uh, the total this season here. Let me see. He pulled up another, he hit another he one. He tonight. Yeah. Okay. Another he looks tonight. like Prince Fielder. A little bit. The guy <laughs> was overseas in Japan. Now he's hitting bombs with the Brewers. He, he finally got his, his uh, career going back on the right track against the Reds. Here it is. Uh, he was one home run the first game. Oh, he's played, yes. This is his sixth game. He's home run every single game. He's hit, he's hit eight home runs now against the Reds in total. 11 home runs this season. The guy's batting close to 400. The guy's got a better number than Bryce Harper right now. Yeah, Bryce Harper's second in all those. Oh, I'm, I'm mind-blown by this guy. Every time he gets up, we should intentionally walk the guy. Uh, he just hits bombs, absolute bombs. I'm, I'm, I'm so done seeing his name against the Reds. Um, yeah, so what do you got on the Indians? Anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, they need to pick it up. They're high, They're especially hitting home runs. Jose Ramirez is their leading power hitter right now, and he's got a good batting average, 319. But he's only got five dingers on the season. That ain't too good going into It's early, though. Games. It's very, very early. It's very early. Five really is not that bad, actually. Uh, well, their, their hitting stats overall are decent, not where they should be, though. Their runs batted in are 11th overall. Um, that's not great. 
But luckily, as I said earlier, the Central Division is in the AL is lacking right now. I mean, they don't have really that much competition. I'm expecting the Tigers to fall back and the Indians to find their groove here with about 20 games into the season so far. They'll find their groove. They'll get back on track and, and make their way to the postseason. But that is due to how weak this AL Central Division is. Well, again, it's very early. I'm, I'm mad we have, couldn't have Lucas Moore, Chris Constable, or Max Mutulin. Again, it's finals week. I understand the guys are studying. Um, just having an expert to talk about this would be awesome. But anyways, it's Max always says the first 30 games. Yeah. We're not there yet. If your team is faltering right now, folks, be patient. It's going to be fine. Unless you're the Reds or a team below the Reds because the Reds have a horrible <laughs> roster. But looking forward, right now, teams that you should be excited for, if you're a fan of, the Washington Nationals. Their starting rotation oh, are loaded. Dangerous. They got Scherzer, they got Strasburg, they got Gio Gonzalez. But those three right there can carry you to the postseason. They just won their seventh straight game, too. They swept the Mets. They lost, though, Monday against the Colorado Rockies, but they were on seven-game winning streak. Oh, oh okay. And so they lost yesterday. They lost Sorry. yesterday, but it's a, still, to win this seven many games game winning streak. this early in the season is amazing. Uh, watch out for the Nationals. They got a bullpen that will shut you down. Lights out. They all, Let me go back to the other standings they have. The Colorado Rockies. Guys, if you haven't checked out our website, we haven't mentioned that all, the whole time. Yeah, See yeah. it at the T.com. Jordan Lindsay down in Alabama, about to move back to Tampa Bay, Florida, St. Pete area. Been writing us all articles. He came out one weekend of the season and said, watch out for the Rockies. They are the real deal. They're 8-2 in the last 10 games. They're 14-6 and six overall. They've got the best record in baseball. They're tied with the Houston Astros. This team is dangerous. That's they can hit the ball. Out, they can hit a mile long out in uh, Denver as it is, but their lineup is solid. Let me go over some of these, these guys they have on the team pitching-wise. Um... Let me get to this real quick. Chatwood has been un unreal. They've got Freeland, who's 2-1. and one. These guys aren't big names, but their offense with Arnado, who can hit the ball over 30 home runs every single year, they're a good team. That's all yeah, I got to say. exactly. That's all I got to say. And speaking back to the website there, cdothet.com, all one word. Um, we, we have our NFL picks for you NFL fans out there. During the season, we, of course, cover football. Yes. Um, but we've got our draft picks coming out week after week. We've got everything out up to 25 right now yes. and we should have the last uh six the last seven there coming out pretty soon who's um, got the last one i believe duncan should duncan should yeah i hope duncan's watching right now duncan he's might be in class but yes <laughs> get, get on this guys um i guess we could wrap this up if you want to let's see you can you you can end your thing i'll, I'll talk last yeah well the cleveland indians while we're talking MLB, okay, that's fine. yeah, the Cleveland Indians. Make sure you keep you keep up with them because yes. they're not falling back. And the same with the Mets. I know I've got a couple uh, people watching that are Mets fans out there too. The Mets aren't looking great right now, but they're gonna get back on track. You look at that bullpen. They just finished. They just finished a series with the Nationals. They're not gonna win their division, folks. They're going to hopefully get their spot in the wild card and make it up there. Cindergard and DeGrom are sitting there laughing in the bullpen, okay? Uh, and so they're fine. They're loose. They're ready to win. Just having a, I believe they're 8-11 right now. Um, where they are, they're okay. They can get back to it. So don't worry there too much. All right, what do you want to say to the fans before we sign off? Uh, thank you, everybody, back at home, watching us here, uh, supporting us. Without you, we couldn't get any of these sponsors. Jordan Lindsay just shared this, by the way. So he's watched Jordan Lindsay. Huge shout-out down there in Alabama. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah, just uh, with all of you, without any of you, we, we would have not had any of these sponsors, couldn't have kept this going. Um, so thank you all at home.
Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Uh, once again, we'll be back next semester. I'll be doing podcasts this summer. Short ones, not as long as we've had. Uh, the crew will be all over uh, America. You'll be in New York. Yeah. I'll be in Columbus. Uh, Shane, where are you going to be? Uh, I'll be a little bit everywhere. I'll be in Los Angeles. I'll LA. In, uh, big LA. Yeah, Shane's going to be listening out in LA. He's been moving cylinder blocks out there. <laughs> Ethan should be in Athens. Uh, Lucas Moore will be in Athens. Max McDoom will be in Cincinnati and Athens a little bit. Um, Jordan Lindsay will be down in St. Pete Beach. If you guys need any of us, hit us up on the website. We have all our contact information there. Uh, we love doing this. Again, Jackson and I started this out last semester in this room with no cameras, a microphone that sat right here, and we yeah. talked football. That was it. NCAA and NFL for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. It's turned into this. Again, again, 1,500 views per week. We want to thank everyone. Moving forward, possible connection with Cat Vision TV here, and, and, and hopefully could possibly get up to 10,000 views per week with all the incoming freshmen and sophomore living in the dorms. We'll have apparel, I promise you, this semester, or not semester, this summer, with Nike coming out. We'll have some dry fits. We'll blow up Twitter with that one. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter, seatatthetea.com. Follow us on Instagram, seatatthetea.com. Or seat at the T, excuse me. Seat at the T. <laughs> our website, seatatthetea.com. Run all of our social media, but run by Shane Dazen. Guys, thank you so much for all this fun, and we'll be back next semester. Thank you, Mateen. Can't thank, thank, thank you enough for sitting here and, and playing on your phone and, and <laughs> pressing the button to record. And uh, Nate Sexauer as well, editing all this stuff and posting it to our YouTube page. So everyone out there, be safe. Ooh. Thank you, guys. Press that share button. Like that and share. Ooh, smash that.